This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. The Lord gave me some things I wrote down right before I came up to preach. And so I just want to tell you, you might as well smile at the person beside you. They might be a Democrat or they might be a Republican. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. In our church, we have Democrats, we have Republicans. If the thing's going on, somebody's going to be let down. And so why don't we not let each other down, not let Jesus down, keep living like Christians? Amen, amen. amen. I, want, I, want to, I want to tell you, well, matter of fact, if you want to write the title of the message down, you can. Then I want to share you a couple of things the Lord gave me as we were worshiping the Lord. Uh, the title is this, If Jesus is Lord of your life, act like it. If he's Lord of your life, act, act like it. And uh, I'll tell you what I spent my day doing today. When I saw, I, I, I was watching the lecture results last night. When I saw the things going on, I was trying to come into the country. I shut my TV off and didn't turn it on all day. I sat out on my patio with Jesus and my Bible, watching ducks, watching fish, watching birds, walking around my lake, just praying. I wrote out three different sermons. I wrote out tonight. I wrote out what he's going to have me do for the men on Saturday. And I wrote out Sunday morning what he's going to have me do. I spent my day with Jesus, and so I'm not goofed up. Uh, my Bible is called Gospel. That's called Good News. It's not fake news. Jesus says the truth. And so I focus today on the truth of the good news. And so because I did... I have good news for you. Amen. We're Christians. Say, I'm a Christian. Amen. And so whatever else you are politically, that has nothing to do with being a Christian. You can be a Christian and live like one. But I wrote this down, and uh, we were sitting right there, and I thought this was good. Number one, when I know what the devil's trying to do in America, well, as a matter of fact, you know, i got good notes tonight. I don't can't go long because it's Wednesday. We run out of time. But I realized as as I was thinking about coming up here, what I'm going to preach Saturday is, is going to be in line with this, but it's for husbands, how to be a better husband. How many wives want a better husband? Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, kick him out of the house Saturday morning, drag him out, kick him out, uh, kiss him out, love him out, just do something to get him into church Saturday, and I'll help him. But I'm going to teach on two spiritual laws Saturday. One of them is called the, the law of division. That's from Satan. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 that Satan was to divide and conquer. And then in Psalms 133, it's the law of unity. And the whole book of Acts, one accord, one heart, one mind, one soul, one accord. And there was great anointing, great power. And so there's two opposing spirits working in our country today. The Holy Spirit is always going to bring unity. Satan's always going to bring division. Uh, what does it say on our money? couple things. The United, United, not divided, the United States of America, and in God we trust. Our nation started off really great. This is just all stuff coming out, so I'm letting it rip. Our nation started off really great because we were united, and the only one that could bring unity to a nation is not a politician. Unless he's a preaching politician, he's preaching Jesus. And so, the only one that's going to straighten this country up 
It's not who we vote in or who we don't vote in. It's going to be Jesus. And the only way that I'm going to know Jesus is by looking at you how you live. If on your jobs, in your church, with your family, all you want to do is argue, argue politics, guess what? You're getting in division. Division brings strife. Strife brings sickness, poverty, murder, every evil thing. James 3.16 says where there's envy and strife, there's confusion in every evil work. Unity, unity is going to bring peace. Unity. And I'm not talking about some fake stuff where you, where you go along with bad stuff. I'm talking about there's only one way, there's only one way Christians can be in unity. That's through the Word of God, do what the Word of God says, and loving people. Amen. I think about what Paul told Timothy. Paul told Timothy, he said, fight the good fight of faith. And some Christians, it seems, read the first word and said, okay, fight, I'm ready. Who'd you vote for? Well, you heathen, don't you know what the Bible says? Well, then the other person, the other political party, they're going to quote you 15 verses they see for their party. They're going to go back and forth. And then Satan's just back there laughing, thinking, ha, 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 ha. It's working. Amen. And you know, I, I was thinking, I was thinking as I was getting ready to come up here, how many times does the New Testament through Paul and Peter and James and Jesus over and over again say, be not deceived, be not deceived, be not deceived, be not deceived. And you know, I'm, think, I'm thinking about how our country's been hit the last few years. And you know, you think about this, uh, that's why I say at our church that we, we're not going to fight politics at our church because at our church, we have good Christians at our church that are Democrats. We have good Christians at our church that are Republicans. We have good Christians at our church that don't care about either one of them because they're tired of watching the whole mess. And so our main thing we got to be as Christians recognizing because whether we like it or not, Satan has caused our country to be the divided states of America right now. I don't confess that. I don't want that. I'm not going to believe for that. But it's a fact. And the Lord told me years ago this 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 word, and I've told you guys this several times, faith doesn't deny things. Faith changes things. And so it's a fact. Our nation's divided right now. It's a fact. There's a lot of Christians divided. And that's not the will of God. In Ephesians chapter 4 said he's looking for Christians to come into the unity of the political beliefs. Oh, he said the unity of the faith. We're supposed to be in the unity of the faith. And so, I know that in my almost 41 years of being a Christian, 69 years of being on earth, I've seen this nation go up and down through politics for lots of years. But the one thing I see that never changes is Jesus. Jesus changes things. But Jesus just doesn't wave a magic wand from heaven to change things. He said, preach the gospel to every creature. He said, if these signs are followed in that believe. Believe what? The gospel's being preached. And so if you're, if you're sharing the word of God, sharing the gospel, then Mark chapter 16 verse 20 says, he will confirm his word with signs following. And so we as Christians have to know, as Pastor Dave said, if there's ever a time that Christians need to be serious Bible Christians, it's now. God's going to watch over his word to perform it. Amen? And so that's what we've got to do. Let me see what I wrote down here because 
there might be something I need to say before I get to what we're teaching. And so we're called to preach the gospel. And uh, as Christians, as Christians, the only thing I want to say it again is going to unite our country is Christians being united first around Jesus. Quit fighting the other things. And so if Jesus is Lord of your life, act like it. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. And I believe what I'm going to say next, there's anointing on it. And you might want to write it down. The just shall live by faith. Jesus Christ is the same before the election, during the election, and after the election. Amen. Amen. So we are to live like we've always lived, by faith. You're supposed to be a Christian living by faith. And whether you voted for the Democratic Party or whether you voted for the Republican Party or whether you didn't vote, whatever you did, you should have been doing it in faith. You should have been doing what you was doing, how you voted or what you did, that you had faith that you was pleasing Jesus when you did it. Amen? And so if that's how we come into this thing by faith, then all of us, with our own conscience, We'll give an account to God for what we do. Amen. And so Jesus didn't change. And so if Jesus didn't change, the only thing it is going to change is us. And so we can get bitter or we can get better. Amen. I want you to look for Colossians chapter 3. We're going to look at verse 1 through 4. And I want to say it again. I just sit outside all day long. I mean, all day long. Mrs. Pastor saw me a while ago, combed my hair, getting ready for the church, said, you got a sunburn. I wasn't even in the sun, wasn't thinking about the sun. I sit on the edge of my patio, but just for one purpose. I knew if I went in there and turned on that stupid TV and watched what was going on, I would be a basket case. And I thought, that's, that's, that's all we need to do is come into church tonight and begin to go, pray for me, pray for me. Oh, I messed up. And, you know, I, I, and so as the Lord was giving me what I'm preaching, I figured there'd be enough of you that did watch too much stuff today and on your jobs heard stuff all day long and saw stuff. I thought, man, they don't need an unanointed pastor. They need a pastor that's anointed to be able to remove birds and destroy yokes off of them. Amen? And so I've been in the presence of Jesus all day long. Maybe some of you were too. But uh, either way, what I got from heaven in the Bible to help us in the time we're living as Christians. And as I said, anybody watching us on the Internet. And so, Colossians chapter 3, by the way, this this is that song that Joshua's talked about. This is live with this song. We're driving to church tonight, and all of a sudden I'm singing that song. And, you know, if anybody knows much about me, I'm not a singer. And I hadn't heard that song for years. I'm singing that song, and also I realized, wait a minute, that's what I'm preaching tonight. And so then I notified Josh, hey Josh, do you know this song? He said, I've been saying that all day, Dad. You know what that tells me? The Holy Spirit is talking. The Holy Spirit is talking. It's harvest time. And so <clears throat> Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 4, if, if ye then be risen with Christ, that means if you've been born again, if you, if you're, if your old man is dead and buried with Christ, and you're born again, you're risen to a new life. He says, if if you've been risen with Christ, then God has some instructions for you. And so, uh, I, I was, th- you know, I was thinking, man, you know what I could do? I could ask everybody, how many Democrats raise your hands? How many Republicans raise your hands? Wouldn't that be stupid? 
Well, that'd sure break unity. Man, we start having some real-life modern-day stonies right here in our church. But I can ask you this from the Bible, because the Bible says it. If ye then be risen with Christ, this is not a setup, not going to call you out. How many people here really know of all of your heart that you've been raised from the dead spiritually with Jesus you're born again Christian? No, raise your hand. Don't be bashful. Raise your hand. Raise your hands high. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hands. Amen. Okay, then he's getting ready to talk to you. Jesus, through his word, is getting ready to tell you what to do if you've been risen with Christ. Now, if you're not born again yet, you didn't raise your hand, well, then we'll get you born again, and then you can do what it says to do here. It says, if ye then be risen with Christ, uh, study out and research every, everything you can about every politician. Study all the propositions. Go on Google, gaggle, goggle, gossip. Then it wouldn't do it. Man, that's pretty good. It gags you. Because it's gossip. It's stupid. Seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above. Seek those things which are above. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. That sounds a little bit like Matthew 6.33 does. To seek you first. Seek those things which are above. But what's above? Where Christ sitteth, where's he sitteth? On the right hand of God. That's just not a nice Bible verse. In heaven, there's a throne. It's God's throne. Besides God's throne, there's another throne. It's the throne of Christ. He's sitting right now at the right hand of God. He said, if we're risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ sitteth at the right hand of God. Set your affection on your favorite politicians. Set your affection on your favorite political website. Set your affection on Facebook. Set your affection on your favorite cable news channel. You know why Christians are so gooped up? Because they've set their affection on everything except what? Things that are above. Said, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. And I'll say this, that doesn't mean you ignore things on earth. It's just you love heaven first. We as Christians need to know what's going on around us in the political arena. We need to know what's going on in our city, in our state. We need to know what's going on because how can you pray about things if you're totally ignorant? But you can't get consumed. You can't get consumed. That's called distractions. And if you get your eyes off of Jesus at the right hand of the Father praying for you and get your eyes on things down here, fear and faith are exact opposites. I heard a man named Lawrence say that one time at a men's meeting. That was good, Lawrence. Hey, bad. And so if you get to watching what's going on down here, through all the speech that's been going on for the last several months about if this one gets in, this is going to be the end of the world. Now, but not if he gets in, it's going to be the end of the world. Well, if they get in, they're going to do this to you. No, if they get in, they're going to do it. How much faith comes out of those words? <laughs> There's no faith in that. That's total fear. But if you set your faith and your eyes and your affection on Jesus, then faith's going to come into your heart. And faith always knocks out fear. Amen. I'm doing better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. It says, For you are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. 
when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with Him in glory. I praise God to know that day's coming, that Jesus Christ is going to call us out of here and says we're going to appear with Him. But there's some qualifications, he said. He said, you stay in love with Him. You know, I don't set my affection on everybody. There's one blonde-haired, blue-eyed woman that in my eyes, the most beautiful woman in the world, she gets my affection. I set my affection on her. I like a lot of people, and I love a lot of people, but only one gets my undivided affection. Amen. And so we cannot divide our affection with the things of the world and Jesus and truly receive all that Jesus has for us. Amen. Amen. And so we as born-again Christians must remember the real the must must remember the real world and who we are and what our priorities are. We've got to remember through all these things going on, no matter how this thing turns out, no matter how we how these things go, that we are Christians. We have a mission called the Great Commission, and that's our job, is to stick with the Great Commission loving people. There's a lot of messed up people right now in our country. And you and I should not, must not, and cannot let current events control our life. There's a lot of messed up people out there right now. And I dare to say, there's probably about as many messed up Christians who go to churches. Well, would they go to church again? Christians that go to churches are messed up like the world. And how are you and how am I going to help them if we're messed up? You know, Jesus said this way, if the blind lead the blind, they both fall in the ditch. And so the only way we're going to see is to stick with the Word of God and just recognize there's things going on. And sometimes there's things we're praying for that don't happen where we, the way we wanted to. But the fruit of the Spirit says we have love, joy, peace, and long-suffering. And why do we have long-suffering? Because if you don't have the help from God to suffer long through things that you're going through, then you'll lose your joy and you'll lose your peace. So that's why the fruit of the Spirit gives us the long, it didn't say short-suffering. Sometimes you have to suffer long. And if somebody gets into an office you didn't like being there, sometimes you might have to make it through eight years. But Jesus Christ is the same before the election, during the election, after the election. If we're following in His footsteps, we should be the same. And so people that watch us come into the job, people in our families should never know if our guy won or lost. What's that got to do with our joy? What's that got to do with our peace? Amen. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And so we as Christians have to know He tells us what to do. We set our affection on things above. And so I like something that Brother Hagin used to tell when he was a pastor before he traveled all the time. He said there would be a crisis in the church they need some kind of a strife. They go to the church, families fighting each other, financial things, or problems in the church. And said, said his deacons would about go crazy and say, Brother Hagin, Brother Hagin, what are we going to do? He said, he just smiled and answered them and say, let's just act like the Bible's true. 
And he said, he said those messed up leaders of his church would stop and look at him, the peace he had, and they'd say, well, Brother Hagin, you're right. It is, isn't it? And said, as soon as they realized that, he got them back to thinking about the Bible. He said they got their peace back. They got their joy back. And so, you know, I want to give that word to you for right now. If you're Christians, and no matter what's going on right now, act like the Bible's true. Amen. And, you know, I think about uh, the health diagnosis I went through a couple of years ago. You know, I had stage 4 blood cancer. 70% of my blood had cancer in it. At the same time, I got, uh, uh, what was it, 99% blockage. What, 99% blockage in my right coronary artery. Doctor said, you're walking dead, man, walking dead, man. Well, I'm still walking dead, man. I'm dead to the world, but I'm alive in Christ, but I'm totally healed. But I said that only to say this. I kept my eyes on the Word of God through everything I went through. The Word of God didn't change. My body needed to change. And the only way my body changed is because I kept my eyes on the Word of God. I set my affection on Jesus. I kept it there. Our nation is sick right now. And the only way our nation is going to receive healing from Jesus is if people like you and people like me stay in love with His Word, stay in love with Him. And then healing will come to this land. Amen? Amen. And so they got the joy and peace back when they realized the Bible is true no matter what we see. We walk by faith and not by sight. We live by faith in the Son of God. And so the only way, the only way you can do what he says in Colossians 3 of seeking those things which are above, set your affection up there, the only way you can do that is, is, is to look at Bible verses. The Holy Spirit inspired the Bible. Jesus speaks through the Bible by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And so we as Christians need to look at Bible verses every day that pertain to our life, pertain to our nation. And so as Christians tonight, what we're talking about, if Jesus is Lord of your life, act like it. I would just want to look at just, just a very few verses to help impart faith to you, peace to you, Joy to you. So when you go to your, when you go to your job tomorrow, they start talking to the junk, you can just smile. And if you don't have anything good to say, don't join the conversation, just smile. And God gives you an unction, God gives you a word to share something that's edified, share it. But you jump, you jump into the, you jump into the conversation, this is all bad, or how bad the Democrats are, how bad the Republicans are, how they're all liars, they're all thieves, they're all deceivers, etc., etc., etc. That's going to get on you. You know, I, I, I like the example I heard before. If, if, if you're a Christian and you got two buckets in your head, this one's got gasoline in it, this got water in it, and you come up to a fire, which one are you going to throw on it? Your words are either going to help put these fires out in America right now. I'm not talking about the riots. I'm talking about the spiritual fires because these rice wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the spiritual. And so you as Christians, and, and you know, I learned something a long time ago when I, was a, when I was a baby Christian. I didn't know a lot about faith or the Bible or anything like that. I found out that my mouth was stupid. It always said bad things and wrong things all the time. I didn't know how to talk faith. I didn't know how to talk anything. And I come to find out when I got around mature Christians, 
because I wasn't mature enough to understand how to receive correction. When I, was, when I would say the dumb things around Christians, they'd just stay silent. Pass the butter, please. And I'd think, did they hear what I said? That's so I'd get my bad mouth going again about people being critical, murmuring, whining, and stuff like that. Hey, did you see the weather today? You think it's going to rain? And finally, after being around people like that, didn't join in the stupid talk with me, I finally started getting convicted and thought, I'm going to shut up. I'm stupid. And so I'm telling you, when you get around people right now that they don't know what we know about Jesus and about faith, if the door's not open to share some gospel with them, just keep your mouth shut. You remember when Jesus stooped over, they brought the woman caught in adultery, and they walked over, they was accusing this woman, says Jesus bent over and just started right with his finger in the dirt, didn't say a word. And says finally they were convicted one by one. Says they were convicted. Why were they convicted? Because Jesus didn't join in their mess. And finally he said, He that's without sin, let him cast the first stone. And so we have to know as Christians, we tomorrow, and during this season we're in, we could throw water and put some fires out in our families, maybe even in our church. I don't know. We don't have any problems in our church. We could throw water on the fire and put it out, or we can jump right in and get into strife about it. Amen. Matthew twenty four thirty five. Matthew twenty four thirty five. I'll tell you what what my my main prayer has been for the last several months has been revival in America. That's where I'm at. I've been believing for years for a major move of God. And you know what I've noticed in the Bible many times and in church history? When great calamity come into nations and Christians prayed, revival came. Amen. And when revival comes, nobody cares if you're black, you're white, you're Hispanic, you're Asian, you're Democrat, you're Republican, or who you are. They don't see anything except Jesus and His love. And that's what God wants in America right now. Why can't it just start right here? Why can't we be an epicenter of a major move of God right here? Why can't something happen right here? You know, a lot of great things have come out of California spiritually. A lot of great things. So anyway, Matthew twenty four thirty five. Talk about keeping our eyes on Jesus. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. You know, when you think about pass away, somebody died. Say, well, have you have you heard anything about old so and so? Oh, don't you know he passed away? Well, he said this heaven, the heavens and earth. Talk about the stuff above the earth here. Not talk about God's heaven. The heavens said these things are going to pass away, and the earth, they're going to pass away. He said, but my words, they're never going to pass away. Amen. So if you're going to set your affection on things above, you're going to set your affection on the Word of God. Politicians, elections will come and go, but God's Word will always be true. God's Word will always be alive. God's Word will always be full of power. God's Word will always give you hope for the future. God's Word will give you faith for how to live now. 
I want to say it one more time. I thought, I thought that was pretty good. I wrote that down this morning in the presence of God. I read it again. I thought, boy, that is really good. God's Word is alive. It's full of power. God's Word will give you hope for the future. Amen. God's Word will give you faith for how to live today. God's Word will give you faith how to make it through this week if your God doesn't win. If your God doesn't win, God's Word will give you faith how to make it through the next four years. Amen. Amen. And you know, I started to say a while ago about diagnosis. I I learned something. When you're diagnosed with a disease, that's the wrong time to get on the Internet and study the disease. You've already got the disease. Why you want to study it? You need the healing. You better study healing. Listen to what I'm saying. Why do Christians, with the answers for every need they'll ever have right in front of them, go to the Internet, see what goofy Google has to say about their life? So, I say that's where we are with politics today. Why study all the stupid stuff going on? Why not study what the Word of God says? He said, my words are forever. Set your affection on things above. Set your affection on my Word, and you'll get the answers for how to live. No matter who's in. That's doing better preaching than you are shouting again. Matthew six thirty-three. And we're talking about if Jesus is Lord of your life, then act like it. Amen. Matthew six thirty-three. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. <clears throat> I remember probably at least 35 years ago, I kept thinking about Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I really was puzzled about that. I kept thinking, Matthew 6.33, seek ye first the kingdom of God. I thought, man, I'm in the kingdom of God. And Jesus said in, in Luke 17, the kingdom of God's in me. And so what am I going to seek it for if I've got it? Well, I studied that out. It by concordances and, you know, the different books about literal translation of the Bible. What that says is this. First of all, go for the expansion of God's kingdom. Go for the expansion of something. <clears throat> if, if a woman gets pregnant, she's expanded. That's an expansion. Something's taking place. Something's growing. A new birth's getting ready to take place there. And so the only way that God's kingdom can expand is for new people to come into it. And so what Jesus said, first of all, you go for getting people into the family of God, and then I'll add everything you need in life. And so seek ye first the kingdom of God, Christians. Let's get back to basics. First of all, and I've been studying the book of Revelation. I told you that last week, the churches. And the first church he talked to said, i got something against you. You've left your first love. How many here think you could go for one whole day without looking at Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever those other things are. You know, I don't know what all they are for sure. But how many can go for one whole day without checking your emails? Think about what I'm saying. And so if you get back to your first love, how many of you, how many of you when you got born again 
You were so hungry for the Word of God, you read your Bible every day. And you could not wait to go to church. You couldn't wait to be around other Christians. You couldn't wait to get in a conversation with friends or strangers so you work something in about Jesus. Have you left your first love? No. Let's get back to where we belong. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And we're talking about Him, Lord of your life. I'm closing with one more verse. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. <clears throat> and we're talking about live like Jesus is Lord of your life. First <clears throat> Peter 3:15 says, "But sanctified the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer about why your party lost. Be ready always to give an answer. I can't wait till next time. Be ready always to give an answer. If more Christians would have voted. Well, if more of this, more of that, no. When the talk gets to go, I'd be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you a reason of the hope that is in you. With meekness and fear. I got to open my Bible. The Amplified Bible says, but in your hearts, set Christ apart as holy and acknowledge Him as Lord. And when you allow Jesus to sit on the throne of your life, on the throne of your heart, and be Lord of your life, it is so easy when the trash talk starts just to smile and then they look at you and say, what are you so happy about? And say, well, good, I'm glad you asked. I'm happy because my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm happy because I know that Jesus is Lord of my family. I'm happy because I know that if sickness and disease stops like this COVID stuff, if it starts on my life, I'm so happy to know Jesus is my healer. I'm so happy to know if the United States goes bankrupt and they take away all the money, that my God supplies all of my need. And so that's what he said. We set our affection on things above. And what we do, we have his love, his joy, his peace. And the people look at us and say, well, how come we're all goofed up and you're not? They just say, I'm glad you ask." Amen. That's what it says. And so all I can say is this. Jesus Christ is the same before, during, and after the election. He didn't change. Amen, amen, amen. Pastor Dave. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.